0: Welcome to the Near Church Podcast. This week's message starts now. Luke 1, 26. I have 12 verses, but we'll fly through them, I promise. So just stick with me. The Bible says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. Somebody shout Mary. Mary. She was engaged to be married. (laughs) To a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. And Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings. Somebody shout, "Greetings." Greetings. Favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. And he said, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High God. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. Aren't you glad for that today? And Mary asked the angel, and here's where I wanna to go today, but how can this happen? Just look at somebody next to you and say that, how? Can this happen? I'm a virgin. Verse 35. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high God will overshadow you. And so the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age and people used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the word of God will never fail. The word of God will never fail. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant May everything you said about me come true. And the angel left her. I want to preach this morning. They'll throw it up there for me on this. I want to preach where there's a will, there's a way. Come on, touch three people around you. Say that where there's a will, there's a way where there's a will. There's a way. Father, thank you so much for your word. Bless our time together in Jesus name. We pray. Everybody shouts. Amen. You may be seated in the house today. I think one of the greatest challenges of Christmas, and maybe you feel this in America, is trying to make the impossible happen. (laughs) Can I hear a witness in the house? Because we want everything to be absolutely perfect. We have to do the impossible and have the perfect gift for every single person. They have to have the perfect gift. We have to do the impossible, the miraculous, and have the perfect Christmas dinner with the Christmas roast beast, right? Everything has to be so meticulous and perfect. And and I love all of that. And most of the Christmas movies that we love watching are all based on the idea of things need to be perfect, yet no one can quite achieve perfectness. No one can quite have the seamless, errorless Christmas. Everything's perfect. Everything's nice. Everyone gets along. Have you ever been to one of those family gatherings? Because I sure haven't. There's always that one side of the family that sits at the opposite end. Doesn't talk to anybody. You're not going to talk to them. They're not going to talk to you. And it's all right. There's just an understanding. There's nothing perfect about Christmas. But we have this pressure that we must conquer the impossible. There's nothing worse than your child opening up a present that they didn't even want. Come on, let's just be honest in the room. In our materialistic culture, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. You ever heard that? Yeah. We all have this this pressure. And if we don't do the impossible and conquer it, Christmas as we know it will be ruined. (laughs) It's going to scar our kids forever. Forever. They're not going to know Jesus because the perfect thing wasn't going on. Come on, you're quiet today. So many of us in this pressure are missing out on amazing moments because we're trying to make the impossible happen. We're acting like Martha instead of Mary. And we're in the kitchen trying to prepare something that must be perfect When the Lord says, I just want you at my feet and this Christmas, instead of striving to make sure everything under the tree is perfect, I want to encourage you to rest in God's love for you. This Christmas, instead of trying to do what only God can do, why don't you just rest, rest in the fact that he is totally and completely in control. So I want to give somebody some faith this morning, some revelation, some encouragement. This Christmas, you can rest. Mm, This Christmas, you can chill out. This Christmas, everything doesn't have to be perfect. You can rest today. Can we give God some praise right there because we get to rest? Now, you may not be able to pull off the impossible for Christmas. That's a really hard reality for some of us because we want things to be perfect. But if we're being honest, we don't just view Christmas this way. We often view our lives in this lens as well. Yeah. Yeah. God gives you something, a dream, a vision for your life, a promise. We talked about that last week with Tara and Abram. God has given us something. He showed us something. And for many of us, when God gives us a dream, we follow it up with a checklist. Yeah. Where's all my checklist people out in the house? Yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with being organized you got to organize the organism right there's nothing wrong with having a system there's nothing wrong with doing things out of excellence but so often we put our god in a box of what's possible for the impossible thing we're trying to see happen and we limit a life of miracles because we believe deep down we don't admit this But we believe deep down, somehow we are able to do it. Mm. Come on, come on now. And we limit ourselves, and we limit the God of miracles. Here's a word for somebody today. Are you with me? If you didn't need God's grace to do it, it wouldn't be a miracle. Yeah, that's good. Did you hear me? If you didn't need God's grace to do it, it wouldn't be a miracle. Now. In the culture I grew up in, we love talking about miracles. Yeah. I mean, Come on. signs and, fo- and miracles are gonna follow those that believe, right? Like, we're always talking about miracles. Yeah. And we love the thought of miracles until we need one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come, on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. We love preaching about miracles until we're the one with a sick kid, yeah. until we're the one with a marriage issue. Come on, you're quiet today. And it's it's easy to stay in the space of he's the God of miracles. And we sing it, and we shout it, we declare it, and we preach it until it's our family member who's dying. It's easy to believe for financial breakthrough healing in relationship healing for our own self-doubt until it's God that needs to do it for us. And I want to encourage somebody today that if God set it over your life, there's a grace for it. If God told you it would happen, he's going to give you a grace and put it on you to see that thing accomplished. Now tell a couple of people in your row, there's a grace for it. Come on. There's a grace for it. Come on. Say it louder. There's, there's a grace for it. There's a grace for it. If he said it, there's a grace for it. If he told it to me, there's a grace for it. If he said that family member was going to be saved, there's a grace reserved in heaven for it. If he said I was going to have breakthrough, Jared, there's a grace for it. If he said my, my marriage was going to be healed this year, there is a grace for it. We serve a miracle work in God. But when we pray for the miracle, there must be a grace that goes with it. And as we look at our story today, we see a woman who is graced by God for the impossible. Mm -hmm. Now let's go back to our text today in verse 28. I want to take this verse by verse with you. If you're ready, shout, "Bring bring it on, bring it on. Gabriel appears to her, this random woman, a teenager and says, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now let's stay there in the Greek greetings. Isn't just a hello. It's not a wave. It means to be glad. Mm. Somebody say, be glad. glad. So this Christmas, you need to be glad and have some joy that there's a grace on your life for a life of the impossible. Come on. Maybe for some of you, you've been going through years where the trials of life have stolen your joy, have taken your peace your mental health has been crazy come on somebody you've been having panic attacks you've been anxious you've barely been making it through and normally we pass by scriptures like this but today i want to encourage you to be glad i declare today that your your joy is being restored again That you don't have to go through 2024, you don't have to go through Christmas season this year with the same old issues, with the same old challenges, with the same old mindset. Greetings. Be glad. Be filled with the joy of the Lord. Be glad, Mary. Be filled with the joy, you favored woman. This is so good, y'all. You have the favor of God on your life, Mary. Now, what's interesting about this is Mary is not known. She's not a prominent figure. She's not somebody that you and I would pick to bear the son of God into the world. But God loves picking people. And picking families. Come on, somebody. And picking situations. That you and I wouldn't call favored. Come on, come on. Because here's the thing: sometimes you're favored and you don't even know it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Where my help out today? Sometimes there's a grace and a favor on you, and it sure don't feel like it. Yep, yep, that's right. I don't feel favored at all. All hell's breaking loose on my life, right? I'm just going through it. I don't feel favored. Favor is not a feeling, child of God. It's a position with God. Come on, somebody. So Mary, I want you to be glad because you have the favor of God on you. The hand of God is on you. And sometimes we wonder why the impossible is happening in our lives that the way it is. But the fact is, it's because I'm favored by God his hand is on me. Somebody say that. Say I'm favored by God. I don't deserve it. I couldn't earn it. There's nothing I could do, but somehow God's favor is on my life and he likes to use people and he likes to favor people that you and I wouldn't pick. Come on somebody. He, he picks a man named Moses that stuttered to lead a nation of millions. Why? The favor of God was on him. He picks a teenager named David to take out Goliath. Why? He's favored by God. He picks people that you and I wouldn't pick. I couldn't earn it. But somehow, the favor of God is on my life. So be glad. Somebody shout, be glad. Yeah. Favored one. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the favored one. Come on the Lord is with you be filled with joy you favored person you have grace on you you have favor on you and you have proximity with the presence of the living God we have been given access to the Holy Spirit to his presence to the halls of heaven come on somebody so we can stop right here today. I don't have to preach anymore. Luke 1 28 should send you into a Holy Ghost fit. Come on, somebody. Come on. And we could praise God and go home because today, this Christmas season, you have been given joy. You have been given favor and you have been given his presence. Aren't you glad today that he's given you joy, favor and his presence? Come on. Take 30 seconds right there. If you're glad. Greetings, favored woman. My presence is with you. Hello, joy. Hello, favored woman. The Lord is with you. And then we get to verse 29. Is this helping you so far today? Confused and disturbed. Now, there was this image going around for a while of, it was an AI generated image of what an angel would actually look like according to the descriptions from the Bible. Yes, yes, terrifying. It is what nightmares are made out of. Come on, somebody. Yes. <laughs> People in Hollywood don't need to come up with anything. Just, just pull from the Bible. It's amazing content. Come on. But notice that, that she is not afraid and confused and disturbed by the angel. Let's get into this. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think of what it could mean. And look at the angel's response in verse 30. Don't be afraid, Mary. Somebody say that. Don't be afraid. The angel tells her, don't be afraid. Don't be filled with fear. But he's not referring to fear of him. Because if you go back and read about Elizabeth, her cousin, and her husband, they were afraid of the angel. Because he looks like a crazy person. Come on, somebody. But Mary was not afraid of the angel. This is powerful, y'all. She was afraid at the word that he spoke over her. God will speak things over you that will scare you. Because the weight of the impossibility that comes along with it. Near church was that way when God spoke it. Yeah. What do you mean, Lord? Confused and disturbed is how I felt. Come on. God, this is such a heavy thing. And notice what she says in verse 29. The Bible says she's confused and disturbed. And it says Mary tried to think. Mary tried to think. What God wants to do in you, child of God, and through you will not be able To be conceived with your carnal fleshly mind. It can only be accessed in the realm of faith. It can only be accessed by faith. Mary, you're not going to think your way through this one. Because faith is the key that unlocks the knowledge of God and the prophetic things in our lives. Because listen to me today, write this down if you're taking notes. If you can talk yourself into it, you can talk yourself out of it. Yeah, that's good. That's right. Preach, Pastor Andrew. If you can talk yourself into it, you will talk yourself out of it. It cannot be thought. Your carnal mind is going to question everything that God says. That's right, that's right. You have to access it by faith faith is what unlocks it yes if god said it then by faith i will see it yes yes that's right if god said it hear me today if god said it then by faith i will see it i know it doesn't make sense naturally i know in my mind it makes zero sense but if god said it then by faith I will see it. Declare that over your life today. If God said it. it, Oh, come on. We can do better than that. If God said it. it. Then by faith, faith, I will see it. Can we say it again? If God said it. it. Then by faith, faith, I will see it. Somebody's getting their faith up right now. If God said it. Then by faith, I will see it. I'm going to see it. I will see it. I will see the land of the living. I will see the promises of God over my life come true. I will see it. By faith, I'm going to access it. Now clap your hands if you believe it right there. Don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid. Because look at what he says in the rest of the verse. He's already told her, be filled with joy, you favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what I just said. For you have found favor with God. God has his hand on you. He has to remind her again that the favor of the Lord is on her life. You don't, hear me today. You don't have to be afraid of the impossible thing. That God has spoken over your life. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah. Instead, fear the Lord. Yeah. That's That's really don't be afraid of the situation. I know Goliath looks tough, I know Goliath talks tough, but don't fear Goliath, fear the Lord. Yeah. Understand that you can never, in your own ability, accomplish what God said. I'm going to say that again for the people that aren't here today. Come on. You can never in your own ability accomplish what he said. Because I know maybe you're this way too. If God sent an angel to speak this to me, I would instantly be trying to figure it out. I'm a systematic person. So, okay, where's the money going to come from? Who's going to do this? Right? Right. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure the promise out. Don't, don't, don't try to figure it out. Don't be afraid of the situation. Fear the Lord. Somebody say, fear the Lord. fear the Lord. And I pray today that what I'm about to say frees you. You don't have to figure it out. Yeah. You don't have to know it all. You don't figure it out to be favored. Right. Come on, somebody. You don't have to know all of the pieces. You don't have to know how you're going to walk on the water, Peter. The Lord just said, come. If you say, come, I'll step out of this boat. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to work. But I believe you're the God of the impossible. And if you said it, I don't have to figure it out. I just have to have faith. If you said I'm favored, I don't have to figure it out. I know that when I step out, I'm stepping out on the word of the Lord over my life. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to figure it out. So now we go to verse thirty-one, and he begins to talk about what's going to happen. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and he goes through all of this list. And then we get to verse thirty-four, and Mary asks the angel, "But how can this happen? How can this happen? I'm a virgin. Has God ever spoke something over you?" Instead of being like, man, that's amazing. You said, how can this happen? How can this happen? How? And then she stops there. Some of us go a little further. Why is this going to happen? When is this going to? Where is this going? With whom is this going to happen, right? (laughs) How can this happen? Maybe today... You're just dreading Christmas because there's pain associated with it. And you have asked the Lord for years, how am I going to be healed of this thing in my life? Maybe someone watching or listening or in the room today, you've been struggling with stuff for years, a private thing, an addiction. I don't know what it is. And you've asked the Lord so many times, how? How? Can you deliver me? How can you set me free? How? Somebody say how. How? How? There's no way. God, it's not possible. How? Because then look at what she says. I am a virgin. I am a virgin. She finds her identity in the impossible thing that God wants to do. Not in Mary, the one to be filled with joy, favor, in the presence of God. She finds her identity in the factor that keeps the thing from coming to pass. Yeah. I am a virgin. How can this happen? Look at me. I'm a virgin. And today you can put whatever you want in that sentence. But God, how can this happen? I'm an addict. God, how can this happen? I'm not good at public speaking. God, how can this happen? I'm not known. God, how, whatever it is today, I am, you put it in there. How can this happen? I've been church hurt. God, how can this happen? Don't you know? Don't you know what I've been through? Don't you know who I am? Don't you know the struggles I have? Who am I talking to today? Don't you know I'm a virgin? And what you're asking and telling me is impossible. And she associates the impossibility with who she is. But I want to tell somebody today, go to the next verse, Phil. Verse 35. If you want to know the how, this is it right here. He didn't address the fact that she associated herself with being a virgin. No, he goes right to the source and he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the most high God will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit. What's the how, pastor? God has spoken something over my life. He's spoken an impossible situation over my life. And I don't understand how. The how is the Holy Spirit. Oh, you're too quiet. That was real good. The how is the Holy Spirit, which takes the pressure off of you this Christmas season. You don't have to do it. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to strive for it. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and your situation. How, Lord, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high God will overshadow you. It's going to cover you. So the baby will be born holy. He'll be called the son of God. The how is the Holy Spirit. The how is the Holy Spirit. But he says that the power is going to overshadow her. This is in reference, I believe, to Psalm 91. Which talks about being covered by the Lord. Covering is talking about submission Mm -hmm. to the Lord. So not only because a lot of us. Love the presence of God, but we don't want to submit to doing it God's way. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And the angel tells her, My presence is going with you. But you're gonna to have to submit to the shadow over you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're gonna have to submit to the way I want to do it. Right, yeah. Because guess what? Can I can I tell you something today? It don't work your way or mine yeah. <laughs> at all yeah, that's right. did you hear me? I hope you did today it doesn't work yeah. sure you can achieve some stuff you can get some trophies right but it'll never be the thing God said because imagine if Mary had done this you still with me today? Yeah. is this helping somebody? Yeah, come on. Let me hear from you today. Imagine if she would have said, oh, the Holy Spirit, she ignores everything that the Lord says except for the Holy Spirit wants me to have a baby. And instead of waiting on the Lord, she goes to Joseph and says, hey, we got to move up the wedding and have a baby right now. We got to move this thing up. Because the Lord said, he's going to give us a baby. And he's going to be Jesus, the Son of God. It's funny how we, out of alignment and out of submission, think that we can achieve this thing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But the Lord said, My presence is going to go with you, and my covering, my, my authority is going to be over you. And because of that, what comes out of the situation will be holy. will be holy. The how is the Holy Spirit. And in verse 37, this is such a powerful verse. For the word of God will never fail. I don't know what God has spoken of your life today. But it won't fail. It won't fail. If he said it, by faith I will see it. For the word of God will never fail. Yeah, that's good. If God said it, if God put it in His will, then there's a way. Yeah, that's right. That's good. We love to shout about the one verse where it says God has taken us from glory to glory. To glory, right? Y'all know that verse. Yeah. We love glory. I don't really like the two. Come on. The in-between place. Come on. The transition between what God said and it actually happening. Yeah. That's good. Right? Yeah. Come on. Like we love to shout, Waymaker, Miracle Worker. We love to sing in that song. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Yes, Lord. Until it has to be that way for us. Yeah. And it's in that moment. What I have to learn is God a liar or is he the source of truth? Because this, if he's the source of truth, then what he says cannot and will not fail for the word of God, I'm almost finished y'all stay with me. The word of God will never fail. And some of us have been basing the word of the Lord over our lives on the political atmosphere in the United States. We've been basing it on the economy and mortgage rates and all this stuff. The word of God is not based upon our natural seasons and times. Come on, somebody. And it's not solely based on our circumstances. It's based on the fact that God said it. And some of y'all are waiting like, well, God will do it when some of y'all were waiting for COVID to be over for God to do it. Waiting for this to happen. Waiting for that to happen. But the Lord declares today, the word of God will never fail. that's right. It will never fail. And there's been times in my life, I don't know about you today, where I didn't know where it was going to come from. I don't know how it was going to happen. But I did know. That if God said it, it will not fail. Because every word he sends comes back and accomplishes the thing that it was sent to do. Mary, I know you don't understand it right now. But the word of God will never fail. Come on. The word of God will never fail. Come on, somebody. The word of God will never fail. Come on, can we take a praise break right there? I feel like praising the Lord because the thing that he spoke, I don't care if it was 30 years ago, it will not fail. Not now, not then, not ever. It won't fail. It won't fail. If there's a will, there's a way. So what should our response be today, pastor? Verse 38. She responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. I'm the Lord's servant. There's some things that God has said over you and you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to know the details yet. Chill out. Just surrender. I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. I'm praying over you in this Christmas season in 2024. That everything he said about you will come true but out of a place of surrender to his will. I believe that in 2024, we're going to see such supernatural things happen. God's been stirring my heart, but it won't come because God is a God of magic tricks. It'll come because we have aligned ourselves with him. And we have surrendered. I'm the Lord's servant. May everything, everything you've said about me come true. Staying with me all across this house today. Hey, listener. Thanks for tuning in to the Near Church podcast. You can give online, fill out a virtual connection card, plan your visit and more by texting the words Near Church to nine four zero 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 or by visiting us online at www.nearchurch.co.